Welcome to the That Don't Fit podcast, a podcast where we're dedicated to talking about life and life's real issues that cross racial and generational lines. My name is Jared Torrance, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy Farmer. We're friends, we're pastors, we're wanting to help people talk and process life in a crazy world. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome again to That Don't Fit. We are talking today. Yes. Because it's summer, Woof. because we're in leisure time, because mm. we're thinking about vacation and yes. chilling out, and and uh, nobody really works that hard in, in, not the, in the summer. summer not you know? when the sun's uh, out. We nope. just thought it'd be good to talk about just how to balance <laughs> leisure and work, because um, we're in that mode. Uh, so, so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how do, we, how do we rest, how do we work, how do we create balance in our lives. The reality is... Um, there's nothing different about the summer than any other time of year. No, it's not. You know, still busy, still stressed, still got a lot more you're doing. Um, Yesterday, Isaiah asked me, <laughs> he goes, Daddy, when you're, when you're grown, do you get summer vacation? <laughs> I said, no. He goes, what? <laughs> Heart already <laughs> broken. I know. That's right. <laughs> it's a cruel world out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to somebody recently who, uh, who just graduated, and, uh, and they... And they're, they've got a few day, uh, a few weeks before they have to start something different. So, man, you, you're in a place where you, you have absolutely no responsibility mm. for like three weeks. That'll come maybe three or four times in your life where you leave a job or leave yes, something. yeah, yeah. But you don't have any responsibilities where you're going. Right. And you can really say, my time is mine. Right. I can oh do whatever gosh. I want. Most of the time, we're, we're balancing. Mm-hmm. And so we want to talk about that today. But we want to do this in a way that... Uh, recognizes that we're both pastors, which means we only work one day a week. <laughs> and even that day, we're just kind of hanging out and going to church. Um, well, you know, yeah, we do other things too. We play golf a lot. <laughs> drink coffee. They drink coffee with people, you know. And then, uh, and then we sit around and read books and think about theology mm-hmm. and just... And just and ponder and anew. Ponder, yes. ponder yeah. it. Ponder theology. That's what we do. That's it. And we call that work. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Which that is, is not, not true. Not true. That is, yeah, yeah. That is not we true. We will talk sort of at the end uh, to to hopefully to uh, to folks who are in ministry about the particular particular challenges of, of work. But yeah. um, what we wanted to do is make sure we recognize that yeah, we're uh, d- being in pastoral ministry, doing ministry is different than um, a, a typical job. Right. And so when we're talking about today's, we don't want to presume. Oh yeah, we know what you particularly are experiencing in your job. Yeah. Um, we want to find the commonality. Hey, we're, we're all struggling with how much do we work and, and how do we get rest in that. So so maybe I thought we'd start with JT. You, you've you been more in the work world, non-ministry world, yes. more recently than I have. It's been decades <laughs> for me. Um, I can go back and remember it. But uh, <laughs> but I'd like to hear from you, man. Just what, what are some differences in your experience between when you were working and you were working and serving too yes yep, so yeah you know what are some differences you've had being in ministry yeah that it's <laughs> a good question it's funny you can enjoy your job yeah or have a job that's like is decent and uh still really not enjoy it if that makes any yeah. sense like yeah. you know i i worked in 
admissions, so I would help students kind of walk through the admissions process to enroll in colleges and things like that. Yeah. I did that both like remotely, online, and then also like in person, take them on tours of the campus and be like, mm -hmm. here's why you gotta come here, because it's yeah. great. And you know, there was some, um, and I think honestly, like there were better work environments. Mm -hmm. um, like, like overall, the work environments that I worked in were great. Mm -hmm. But it was still like, man, this isn't like my biggest passion yeah, at yeah, all. Sure. Yeah. Like the biggest, the biggest difference for me, like I never understood when I was, when I was just in the regular workforce, I didn't really, I, I never understood the, like the overachieving, like I'm putting my all into this. I can't stop working because I, I got this drive. Yeah. It actually wasn't until I started doing pastoral work where it was like, Oh, I need to like stop. Mm -hmm. I need to exit this because when when this work is something that you enjoy so much or something that you're passionate about or like with my beliefs, it's like there's actually nothing more important than the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like it actually is of utmost importance. Yeah. Um, I didn't believe I didn't feel that same way about admissions. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. I think that that was a big deal. And like, you know, there's there's a there is a rarity of of people who would have that same kind of passion like my yeah. job is is actually everything yeah. that i'm passionate about yeah, I, sure. I really have this drive yeah. a lot most people are just kind of like i need to make money and i need to mm -hmm. provide in some way yeah and this job helps me do it and yeah. the people at work are decent people yeah. and the time goes by goes yeah. by quickly that's mostly what i was looking for is something that had a steady income yeah and uh, that's something that would allow me to also do ministry work and stuff yeah. on the side. Yeah, one of the challenges, I mean, because uh, I, like, I, before I was a pastor, I painted houses. I uh, okay. worked at, in, in retail. Okay. Um, I, uh, I worked in state government for a little bit. But, but a lot of my jobs were just kind of get by. You mm -hmm. know, what can I do right now to kind of make money and trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life and that yeah. kind of stuff. And then I got into, into commercial real estate. And sort of profession, okay, and yeah. was there, you know, probably for eight years before I came into the ministry. But you know, one of the things I recognize is that when you had that kind of uh, just punch the clock, go in, do the job, mm -hmm. leave, you didn't have. It, it might not have been enjoyable, but you didn't feel pressure. I right. couldn't go home and think about, man, I didn't paint that house well today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to do a better job. You know, I wasn't thinking that mm -hmm. way. I was just like, I painted houses. I'm going to do something else. Right. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when that's you, interesting. Yeah. When you get responsibility mm -hmm. in a job, it's more easy to take it home. When I was when I was in real estate, we'd have busy seasons, and I was mm -hmm. working eighty hours a week, um, and under deadlines. And uh, and I loved it. I mean, I really it wasn't yeah. like I had a great work situation, which is a crucial part of it. I think, you know, if you've got a lousy work situation, which a lot of people do, yeah, um, then it is just hard, and particularly when you have to do the job. But but you know, you live it. You think about it all the time. And and uh, and uh, the quick story: my, my kids were young, and I was working, and we we were always really busy right around Christmas. Uh, going into the end of the year because deals were closing, yeah. and um, and so my uh, I was like I was putting in huge hours, yeah. and I was also doing things for the church, and it's busy time trying mm -hmm. to get you know Christmas and everything, mm -hmm. and I got to uh, it was like a week before 
Christmas, and I could see my the end coming. I thought yes. once I get to because really once you get to Christmas and my job, it's the, yeah, it was fine set, until yeah. the first of the year. So I just got to get there, it's, it's, and I was almost it's like there. It's seven days, by the way. Yeah, seven days. <laughs> and, yeah, and Jill and Jill said to me, she said, you know, me and the kids miss you. Yeah, and it was like. Yeah. Um, she That's didn't mean it. it that way. Yeah, no. But I had been so like, if I could just get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that sense of, I, you know, and I realized, you know, yeah, I, 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 I needed better, better management. So mm -hmm. she didn't feel like she had to say that. Yeah. Um, but I, it was one, you know, we'll go back to it and say that's one of the low points in our marriage because of the mm. way it affected me, the way I reacted to it. Wow. So hold the story about how I'll deal with it. It basically involves getting earrings and stuff. <laughs> 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 so full confession uh, as i hear you talking about your real estate and like how dedicated you were maybe maybe uh maybe i was just bad at admissions because <laughs> when you talk about the, the pressure it's like oh yeah, I, there's like certain number of students i had to enroll and oh, like yeah. all these different like deadlines that were coming up and checks i was like oh i probably yeah. should have been more stressed <laughs> and, and more yeah. about, but i just i maybe i had the same like yeah. i worked on some farms growing up yeah, a little bit. Like I worked for my buddy in the summer, yeah. bailing hay and straw in the barns and things like that. Yeah. Which is like you know you gotta get the done, but it's like you just sweat, go in there, do yeah. that, and then we would go to football practice. And then like in the when I was in college, I worked on like a dairy farm. Yeah, the summer. that was a horrible experience. Yeah. Um, I think I just carried that mentality into yeah. like a more career ish kind of thing. Yeah. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> all my all my admissions, all my admissions. Right. I should have been That's more right. stressed. I just mail it in. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I don't really care if you come here or not. I'm not even crazy about this place. You know, I'm just kind of putting the time in. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's excellent. So yeah. So, but we're kind of getting at you know the idea that there's a, you know, there's pressure, there's drudgery. Um, and that's not immune from pastoral ministry either. Yeah, no. Uh, but as we kind of get into the conversation a little bit about work itself, just kind of we're going to be not focusing on this type of job produces this kind of stress. Right. It's going to be more about how work occupies space in our lives and how mm -hmm. rest should and how we balance those so that we're, we're biblically productive. Yes. And we're biblically whole. We're, yeah. not, we're not enslaved to it. So with that in mind, um, what, uh, here's the question I want to ask. What do we mean by work? I want to define terms a little bit. What do you, when you think about the word work, what yeah. do you mean? <clears throat> and we're talking about the thing between work and rest, right? Yeah, yeah. So if our job is to glorify God and enjoy him forever, mm -hmm. right? We're supposed to do that. Yeah. I think part of doing that is, is a t there's a type of productivity or there's a type of action that we're doing uh, where we are, I really try not to use the word work, where we are uh, doing things, acting, working, yeah. um, whether it be like in the workforce or working in the yeah. home or working um, in our art. In, yeah, in our yeah. art, whatever, whatever yeah. it is, in a way that is uh, expending ourselves yeah. for his glory. Yeah. So work is something that you cannot do forever like on like you need to take a break from it at some point yeah. so like so what i mean you know yeah. just you know taking people to genesis right work is a good thing yes god worked work was there before god, the fall. god rested the idea of work and rest is 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 built into our image bearing capacity 
um, creating the image of God, we work because because God put us on here to work. He mm-hmm. put us here to be productive. So yes. at its highest level, work is productivity yes. for the glory of God. There we go. That's concise. Right? It's not toil. Right. You know, in, in Genesis 3, toil gets introduced. Yes. But before, they were working in the garden. Yeah, they're working in the garden. They're, they're <laughs> called to. It's flourishing. It's, yeah. this, is, this is what I love to do. you got to imagine going out there and just loving it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and seeing it all productive. You yeah. know, there's no... You're not in the briars. There are no briars. Right. You know, weedless uh, garden, probably. The weedless garden. There are no, you know, whatever bugs are out there are nice bugs. Yes. They're, bugs they're helping. Like, they're, they're not choop chomping yeah, off they're leaves. Not, and they're not, you know, up in our eyes yeah. trying to kind of get in our eyeball. Um, <laughs> which just happened this morning when I was cutting grass. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like I seem like a very specific. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was like, yeah, this, is, this is evil. And, uh, but, yeah. so it's a good thing. Work is a good thing. Yes. Toil is a product of the fall. It's yeah. what God said you have gotten by being your own people. Yeah. You've lost the blessing of work as a as a divine right. Mm-hmm. Um so uh so so now work is like you said what we have to do mm-hmm. to survive in the world, to yeah. make a living. We may find joy in it, we may not. We can't avoid it. Yeah. So we got to do it either way. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, work is not what it once was. Mm-hmm. So, what is fun. rest? Man, rest is <laughs> rest is the acknowledgement that self sufficiency doesn't work. So, hmm. let me tease that out a little bit. So, yeah, rest is saying that I am a finite creature. Mm-hmm. I I am either I'm going to stop doing this particular act of 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 this productivity. Yeah. Because I need to trust that God's going to be more productive than yeah. I ever will be. Like, there's that whole saying. It's uh, Ray Orland says it a lot. Sometimes he'll just tweet it out of just like, you can rest easy tonight knowing that God is awake. Yeah. Sleep well. Like, there's a whole theology of sleep. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I'm sleeping, I am not concentrating on keeping my heart rate going or yeah. making sure I'm breathing or making sure my, like, intestines are functioning right to keep my, my body working through the night. Like God's doing mm-hmm. all that sustaining work and like sleeping really is an act of worship of saying, man, you know what? Like I can't do everything. I'm not supposed to do everything. Yeah. And what a gift it is that I can just close my eyes, my, my weak, feeble body that needs to be recharged. I get to, I get to entrust these seven or eight hours to God Yeah, and wake up and start over yeah. again. Which is great news. I mean, it's, it's a challenge for people who have trouble sleeping. And I've got, you know, friends and family mm. members who sleep is a challenge to them or, uh, you know, seasons of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, women who are in pregnancies yes. or disrupted sleep because you've had a baby and mm. those <laughs> kind of things. So sleep is not, again, I think in the fall, right, right. It's, it's rest has been interrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, not just by what's going on in our hearts, but what's going on in our lives. Yeah. We, we, uh, we, we don't have that ability to to just simply turn our body off. Right. You know, go into that mode. Um, so what we're talking about it. So let me ask you this. So what is the difference between rest and leisure? Oh, man. Uh, less difference than I think we think. Okay. So I think we are called to... We, <laughs> God is a God who wants us to play mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, there are certain activities that are restorative. And it's different for each person. So yeah. the, like a couple of weeks ago, I was just slammed with work 
Yeah. A lot of things were going on. It was it was super busy. Mm-hmm. I know that's a rarity. <laughs> I see that smirk on your face. So this yeah. is the surprise of, this of is my gonna come up later in our conversation. <laughs> so, you know, I've got an illustration. Here. But I was I was able to carve out like a three hour slot yeah. to just go into the gym and just go berserk. Mm-hmm. And that was so restorative. Like yeah. that was rest for me. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you get those endorphins kicking in. You're not thinking about stuff. Some, and you do do some kind of processing in the gym as well. Yeah. But either listen to music or listen to some kind of podcast or something. And you're just getting after it. You're drenched in sweat. You can wring out your shirt at the end. You shower and you're just like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I feel better now. Yeah. And, um, but not everyone is going to be like, oh, man, I'm so tired. I'm so busy. Let me go work out for three hours. Um, but, for, but the way Not that, a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> but the way that God's designed me and the way yeah. that he's made me, like, sure. that actually is uh-huh. restorative rest. Yeah. And I would say that's leisure time for me. Yeah. Like, it's leisure to yeah. go do that because it's for the purpose of being restored. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, like, I, I, you know, when it's warm, I like to run because mm. I love the idea of going out and just kind of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a run. Yeah. But I, don't, I hate running. <laughs> I like the feeling after I've run. Right, right, right. You know, it feels like accomplishment. Yeah. Now I now I deserve to sit. Everything in my life has always been designed around when can I sit down <laughs> <laughs> and stop what I'm doing. My whole life has been geared. You know, I manage my life to get to that moment it's the where most I can. Andy Farmer <laughs> sentence I've ever heard in my life. It's true. It's true, man. I was like, you know, it, it's, it's appalling how many things. Because my issue's always been laziness, but but it but it has been just I, you know, I'll work hard in order to earn the right mm-hmm. to to rest. Yeah. Which God had to really deal with my soul because I was treating it as a right. right. I earned it. Mm. And uh, and I think rest is a gift. gift. Yeah, that's great. It's a need, mm-hmm. but it's also a gift. And what and what I was doing, and this is what I found out about sloth, is that sloth turns something that is a blessing and a need <clears throat> into a right, and then I have to then I have to seize ah. it and I have to defend it. Interesting. And so so when you come into my world when I'm in rest mode, it's it's over. It's over. You know, you're not getting you're not getting congenial me. Right. You're getting get out of my. That's, that's so true, man. When I start fighting and scrapping for rest, yeah, that's unplanned. That I just, I just want it right now. That yeah. it's a right that I deserve. It's it, yeah. I, one. I never get it. Yeah. Two. I get frustrated. Yeah. All my kids who are trying to like give me hugs and things like that. I'm like, nah, I just, I just want to watch this stupid YouTube video. That's like right. it's, it's like, just give me three minutes and thirty seven <laughs> seconds, right. Right. and then I'll be better. And yeah. It's like you're not. Like yeah. that's that's interesting. When it, sloth is when. The gift of rest becomes a right that you right. feel like you yeah. need right now. That I need it. I, I deserve, deserve it. it right now. I deserve it. Yeah. You know, we can make the case that we need something. Yeah, that's good, man. But we can't make the case we deserve something. Um, and that's using work as merit. Mm-hmm. See, see what I'm doing Uh-oh. there? I'm, I'm, I'm building merit into my work. So I don't have to find grace in it. No. I just have to do it yeah. and prove that I've done it. Yeah. And now I've earned you know, my rest. Yeah. And that's that creeps into ministry. You mm-hmm. know, those kind of things happen in ministry. Oh yeah. Um so so we're kind of talking about this, about the idea of what work is and what what rest is, and we're kind of rooting them both in the scriptures. Right. Right. Um God again, Genesis, Genesis <coughs> one and two, give us that. You know, God rested, we we yeah. image God. Um 
uh, he calls us to rest. The, the Sabbath principle, yeah. however you understand it, whether it's a day or whether it's a it's a period or yeah. whether it's a it's a demeanor, um, there is a sense where God wants a rhythm. Yep, He wants us to work and to rest. Jesus affirmed that. Yeah, Jesus you know? went away to desolate places all the time. Yeah, and and uh, <clears throat> you know, and and he was attacked for uh, for for not letting his disciples, not, not having his disciples hold to the rigidity right, right. of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. I, you know, I know what my disciples need. Mm-hmm. And th- what were they doing? They were, they were eating, yeah. right? They were <laughs> yeah. getting some grain, hey, you yes. know? And so, so Jesus affirms it, but he affirms the rest principle in it, not yeah. the legalistic. Right. You've got to demonstrate your holiness <clears throat> by the way you keep a sap yeah and even there's a, even that one moment it was i think it's right before he feeds the <clears throat> the five thousand where the disciples were coming and tell him all the work they were doing like yeah, yeah. we're doing this this yeah. this and Jesus is like super dope uh yeah. sit down and eat some food yeah like you like that it wasn't even like great job you yeah. guys are killing it it's he was just yeah. like okay sit down yeah recover yeah eat some food he didn't give out any rewards no like, no hey, there was no there was no gold first stars. place yes. second place no. third place it was sit down and eat because yeah. you guys have just expended yourselves yeah yeah yes yeah. that rhythm so these are good things yeah they're good things and so what we're talking about is not uh and i think you know we're, we're in a culture right now you know and i think it's part of western culture <laughs> where uh uh, where, where work is an expression of your worth, mm-hmm. either what you do or what you produce Oof, yep. is expression of your worth, and rest is seen as a sign of weakness. Yes, daily grind. Yeah, no days off. Yeah, no days off. I'm get working up and harder get this than you. Bread. Yes, yeah. you know, you so will. many people their 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 work culture. <clears throat> I talk to people this all the time. You know, when when they're they're looking for jobs and they're trying to you know do I what kind of questions do I ask if I'm an employer um i tell you know everybody's going to tell you particularly if they have families everybody's going to tell you you know yeah this is what this is this is work hours Mm -hmm. but look around and see what real work hours are yeah is it is it a culture Mm -hmm. where basically you can't be the first one to leave right right you know if you're not there toward the end yeah Even, even my boss who was a great boss he didn't he never imposed this on me but i dealt with this I feel like I can't leave, yeah. uh, you know, before he leaves. Mm-hmm. The difference was he owned the business, yeah. right? Like I didn't own the business, right? And one thing she was trying to help me with is you don't have to stay as long as I do because I'm doing stuff for for the business, not for the client. I'm, yeah. you know, doing the books. I'm doing other things, and so, uh, but that that feeling like I've got to measure up yeah. by how much I, how hard I work. <laughs> An ADR work week is like a badge of honor. It's a badge like, of honor. Look yeah. how dedicated yeah, this look at, person look at, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, and you know, and there, there are certain professions where that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, you just expected to put in the hours. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so there's all these kind of snares that go into it. Um, so, what's hard for you about finding the balance what are some things that you find, and why are they hard? Mm-hmm. Is this a is this a uh, intervention? <laughs> <laughs> it, it may be. This, it's this yet to a, be determined. Sneaky little you know, episode. First, I think yeah. you've got going on here. It's first of all an interrogation, and if the interrogation doesn't go well, it becomes an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's man. It is. I. It, it was the same experience when I went into seminary. Yeah. Cause I was like an always like I was always like a, 
average student, like just doing what I needed to do and getting through. And then I started taking classes around theological subjects. And I was like, yo, this stuff, I love this stuff. And that's when I became like an actual like good student. Mm -hmm. And um, because you love the material. Because I love the material. So you weren't feeling, were you feeling competitive with everybody else? No. I need to to be as. No. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was just like, I love this stuff. What in the world is going on? Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's a similar thing that happened when I was able to become a pastor full time. It's like, this is my job. Like, oh, like I actually love this. Yeah. And I love that. And it's it's incredibly difficult, obviously. Um, You know, there's things about the pastorate that are. bring its unique challenges but I, I love this work and i feel called to this work mm-hmm. and so you know there actually is a temptation like when i'm home it's like you know what there's because I, i've never left the office and been like well i have accomplished everything that i needed to do yeah. today yeah. and there's nothing else i can possibly work towards like with admissions and things there was i could get to a certain point yeah. where it's like this work is actually the work is like completed for the day yeah um you know i could do some different cold calls things like that or people that have reach out with interest for the school and call those people but like mm-hmm. it wasn't an absolute necessity before the close of the day it's like here's the pool of people i have i've moved them along certain steps yeah that part is completed yeah. and with ministry it's just like there's always that other person that is waiting to re- like waiting waiting to connect or there's this like i i haven't completely mastered the bible yet so there's always that kind of study to do there's always cultural issues going on there's meetings and decisions to make and all like i like it's never like done. Mm-hmm. And so I think the, tenta- the temptation is it's really hard to turn off like your work hat. Yeah. Because you're not, I'm not clocking out. Uh-huh. There's not that physical action of, okay, shut it down. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's emergencies and things that happen mm-hmm. where it's like, I kind of have to drop things and, yeah. and get to this. Yeah. Um, so I think, and, or, and you know what? Sorry. The other difficult thing is if you have a situation, a counseling situation or whatever, where you just are carrying it on your heart Mm -hmm. and you get home and you're affected. Yeah. Like, it's not like, Oh, okay. That situation was tragic and horrible. Let me just shake it off and get home. Yeah. Uh, it's like, man, that's there. And, uh, but I get there and I've got four kids climbing on me, wanting to play. And my wife is checking and saying, how was your day? And like, what do I say? Like, it was horrible. And, and I'm s- sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad yeah. about what occurred today. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I think those kinds of like resets are, mm-hmm. are hard. And there's yeah. certain practices that have helped. Yeah. Um, but I, in I, that I, sense, it's not different than, a, than somebody who owns their own business. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. know, in, in the sense or somebody who works with people where they, they get home and they still have, I've still got to deal with this. I can't. Yeah. It's part of who I am. Yeah, there's an identity aspect to it, which we'll get to. I think when we talk about how to how to help in ministry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um, but I think that's one of the things you're talking about. Is yeah, you know, you don't just kind of leave it at the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I used to in, in real estate. I you know, we I'd finish. You know, I had to, I'd create a report that would be sent out that would that would trigger a deal. You know, yeah. I'm, you know, ten million dollars is going to move today. Yeah, because I. I sent this report out. I feel good. I feel like boom. Yeah. You know, click, click done. And, uh, so, so it was, uh, so you did, you did have a sense of, I got things accomplished. Yes. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of jobs, uh, being a mom mm-hmm. where 
you know, it's not about accomplishment. It's yeah. about it's about routine. It's about I got to keep you know. To, I, I'm going to have to keep doing this because yeah. it's not going to. I'm not. I'm, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. And one of the one of those that that sense of futility and toil that there's always more to do, and I can't get to it. Yeah. And I can't even see really. Yes, yes. I I washed clothes, but I washed those clothes, and there's a whole another pile of development over here. Yes. And so it's that that's another part of the toil struggle is that I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything. Yeah, that's OK. So what you just hit on is so this book called What's Best Next by Matt Perman mm -hmm. uh, forward by John Piper. Uh, I think this is the best book I've read on productivity. Uh, this guy is he's one of the guys that's like rarely qualified in a unique way to speak yeah. both to the theological aspect of productivity and just like work experience and yeah. job productivity. So he was like the, I think he was over the Desire and God website mm -hmm. and all that, all that for a long time. So mm -hmm. he's getting really good theology and all these kind of things and hanging with Johnny P. And, um, but he, he was also very, very successful in the work, in the workforce before yeah. that. And he has this section, uh, I guess, oh, I guess, well, he even credits it. The guy, a term coined by Peter Drucker is called knowledge work. Yeah. So it's, it's, and it's exactly everything you just described. Like, boom, I hit this button, stuff's moved, I feel accomplished. Mm -hmm. uh, knowledge work doesn't have that luxury. Like, it's yeah, not yeah. like, oh, I've done all these tasks and I'm killing it and I can, I've done enough. It's like, let me see, does he have a definition here? Work that consists primarily of creating, using, and communicating knowledge as opposed to manual labor. Any work whose focus consists of generating ideas, communicating, and leading, which includes your personal life and family, is knowledge work. Yeah. And uh, he says, the knowledge worker cannot be supervised closely or in detail. He can only be helped. But he must direct himself, and he must direct himself toward performance and contribution, that is, effectiveness. And he says, it gives us a great freedom, yeah. um, but it's also like, how like how do I actually know like that I've done good knowledge work? Like it's yeah. it's hard to measure. It's kind yeah. of one of those measureless things. Yeah, yeah. Which is exactly what you describe. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the issue. Yeah. So the um, you know, on the issue of what do we find, what are the challenges, and why do we have them? I mentioned one that I'm my natural drive is to get through work to get to leisure. Yes. Yeah. Um. Not which is not restful. Yeah. Um, because there's, because I create pressure. Um, so that would be one I'd recognize. And I, and I, you know, it took me probably 20, 25 years to go from somebody who I started out and I could, I, I can show you my journals mm -hmm. and I can show you my, you know, sadly my, uh, my evaluations <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where this came up and I could show you my confessions over the years and, and hmm. my, my getting away with the Lord and, and things like that, uh, about how I went from somebody who prided themselves on being lazy to someone who felt trapped mm. in it to someone where other people were saying, I don't remember you like that. Yeah. Now, I know every day in my heart right. it's there. Yeah. But God's done, done a work that I'm not driven by it. And, uh, and, I see it when it's happening. I can identify. Oh, that's just that's just a craving for ease. Mm. This is what I call it, craving for ease. Hmm. Um, <laughs> in a sense, getting my heaven here. Yeah, is what I'm trying to do. I, I just want to, yeah, I'm a little bit of heaven. Boom, bring it here. Yeah, which means everything is right, and nothing's out of line. Hmm. Um, 
So that's one for me. Another one uh, that I, I've identified is the tendency to gravitate toward things I enjoy doing as opposed to things that are probably more important to mm -hmm. do. And so as a consequence, I, 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 I get those, I keep, I get more and more enjoyment out of certain things, but the other things start piling up. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and is so this in work or, or in, in, in work? I okay, mean, yeah. in anything, could be anything, you know, house repairs. Yes. Okay. I mean, I had to do a house repair this week and I was like, I put it off for like weeks because mm. I realized I'm just going to have a bad attitude <laughs> and, uh, I don't want a bad attitude today. And so I, I tackled it yeah. in the middle of it. I'm, I'm in a crisis point because I always hit some kind of crisis. Yeah. I don't know how to get that off, you know? Yes. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> It's it. That's it. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. That's I <laughs> Shut do. it down. Shut it down. We're shutting it down. I don't care. I'll pay $15,000. So this is a case where I really was, you know, this is that, 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 that futility part of it. I, I, I was trying to get a, 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 a bolt off of something and, and I, I just, I don't know anything about this stuff. Yeah. So I'm, you're always experimenting. And so I realized I can't get it off. And I was like, I'm going to have to call a plumber and have him come in and do it. I thought I'll at least go and see if somebody has a tool. So I went and yeah. I, the hardware store, and I, you know, and the guy said, "Oh, I got a tool for you," and I got it up there. And it's a it's a crazy thing, because I was so ready to give up. Yes, yeah. That I was just not even trying. Right. <laughs> That's right. I'm like I've got because I'm laying on my back yes. underneath the sink, mm -hmm. I'm trying to which get is already tool up nobody there. wants that. Yeah. And I don't want to be I don't want to be in here. No. Nope. You know, and and it hurts my back. Yeah. No. And I'm gonna there. give it like a. Uh, I didn't you know, I'm gonna bang around up there, and then I'm gonna <laughs> make a lot of noise. Yeah, make a lot of noise, and hard. then say I'm done. And uh, and then you know, and we're gonna have no sink for like weeks, <laughs> waiting for the plumber to come. And and that was okay with me. Yes, like right, you know, I yeah. tried. Yeah, you did your best. And but I, you know, in there I'm going, okay, uh, I may get to that point. Yeah, because I've been, I've gotten to the point where I, was, I can't do it. Yeah, but uh, but I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta make a reasonable effort. Yeah, and that's always been hard for me is to mm. it's something I don't enjoy, and it's usually around house projects. Yeah, making a reasonable effort because I get no enjoyment out of doing it. Yeah, and so I don't put much. I, I don't put much faith into yeah. it. I don't put much energy into it, and so it was amazing because I felt like the Lord just met me and boom, I saw it. I saw it move just a little bit. Yeah, I thought, man, this might actually work. <laughs> So this I might actually get out of this. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, and sure enough, I got zealous, <laughs> full of zeal. Yes. And, you know, and because I, I saw some progress, and I got it off, and boom, you know, <laughs> half an hour later, we're done. I'm walking yeah. out. I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm God's gift to plumbing. You know? <laughs> so, but that's one of the things I recognize is is things I don't want to do. Right. The, the. The, the amount of hatred for them grows, mm -hmm. and it becomes its own problem. Yeah, I, I so don't want to do this. Yeah, and so that's one of the things I find it's hard. How do I deal with things that I don't want to do? do yeah. And every job has every every bit of work has yeah. something in it that you hate. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even guys will talk about uh, sermon prep. Yeah. You know, they'll talk about you get to point in sermon prep where you look at your sermon and you go, this, this is, is trash. Junk. It's this junk. is the worst thing. Toss it. Anyone and has ever. And fighting through that. Yeah, so. yeah. 
So I think or it, email for some other people. Or email for some other people. Like yeah. sometimes I, I do set up like sometimes like I'll set up a forty five minute slot of and I'll just list it like time to do the things I hate. Like it's time for a day where I just do a bunch of stuff I hate to do. Yeah. And you know, you're catching up on emails, uh, maybe it's me catching up on text messages. Yeah. For our longtime listeners, you know, I'm not great at that. Yeah. Um, you know, other other things like that. Just things I like things that I don't want to do that probably don't take that much time. Yeah. But are a duty that you oh, have to do. Doesn't that kill you, man, where you're like Ugh. you put it off for like three weeks Dude. and it takes five minutes. minutes. Well, let's let's five, say, 15, let's at least pretend 15 minutes. it's fifteen. Yeah, fifteen minutes you go. <laughs> you know. And you realize what what that was you know, all the emails I had to do to like, <laughs> to like put off doing it. <laughs> yes. And it only you know, okay, done. Boom. <laughs> I'm like, what is I think? Yes, no, I, I absolutely hate that. Yeah, but every job has those things. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean that's a result of the fall, right? That's the toil. That's yeah, the toil. It's, toil. In it. yeah. it's not just yeah. going to be the work that we all enjoy to do. Yeah, it's going to be um, mixed with things that we despise. Yeah. I do want to, and I'm wondering if we should save that for a different part of it. But just the, I, I would like to hit more on the, uh, the kind of Western. Uh, obsessive driven work till you work till you drop that's yeah. the, that's the way to go because there's a it's funny because productivity is a good thing yeah but there comes a point where where it becomes such our identity that if we're not quote unquote producing high results in what our work is that we start to lose our value of ourselves yeah which is a completely twisted because that's when that when that happens you realize or you should realize that I'm losing the my identity in Christ like I'm yeah. losing my like who I am what matters about me is yeah. who God has made me. like that my God has made me yeah. that I'm made in his image that I have dignity and worth because of that and when I start to tack on other extra yeah. things to yeah. validate that worth it's really saying that like okay I'm made in the image of God that's that's cool it's fancy and everything but look at what I can do with the, my strengths and my intelligence and my yeah. my oratory skills or, or whatever yeah. that other kind of thing is like and it, it means like, it's, if we get down 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 to it it means that we don't necessarily we aren't we don't necessarily believe the gospel you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. it's like uh i i'm i can't be condemned because of christ mm-hmm. like that's my banner forever mm-hmm. uh jesus has saved me my greatest problem has been solved. Yeah. And uh, like that, that ought to be enough. But I'm saying, okay, that's cool. But it would also be good if I was like a really great preacher. Yeah. And every time I sat down for the poet, people were like, oh my goodness, you Charles Spurgeon Jr. Yeah. Um, and it's just like what, like, what is that in me that wants those different kind of additional affirmations? Yeah. And it can result in like this horrific self-pity, hyper-introverted, uh, uh, magnifying of weaknesses mm-hmm. or this like uh, disappointment in what I've done unless certain people say certain things about yeah. it. Um, well, it's interesting. That there's, a, there's a really interesting uh, generational difference here. Because mm-hmm. I think uh, as a young man, and you know, you're, you're a young man relatively new to your position well, yeah, three, among uh, yeah. guys who are older, and but as a young as a young man, you're I'm I'm, I'm not saying this is what you're doing, but I, I yeah. imagine you're, right. you're thinking I've got to step up my game. Dude. I gotta. I the gotta pressure perform. is real. It's real pressure. People been right? doing this longer than I was born. Yeah, and, and people <laughs> are comparing me to guys who've been doing this for 20 years. Right. Like I'm supposed to deliver at the level of other guys who've been right. doing it for 20 years. Right. You know, because because I'm an elder. 
Yes. Right? Yeah. I'm not a junior elder. No. I'm an elder. I'm a full deal. And so when I preach whatever I do, yeah. uh, this is the expectation. And so I think for guys who are in your position in ministry or in a company, right? You're, you know, and there's a striving. I mm-hmm. got to prove myself. I yes. got to, I got to, I got to guarantee that I'm not going to get fired. And there's, and there's that also insecurity of like, are they going to find out that I'm actually like, I actually am like a 30 year old who, yeah, who like yeah. is learning how to do this right now. Yeah. Like, when am I going to get I know, exposed? Yeah. <laughs> well, that lasted for me until like I was 45. <laughs> You know, I would like I would sit there at my desk and I'll go is someday they're going to recognize that I'm not an adult. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a little kid in a thing sitting here faking it. Uh, It went a long time that way. But so you're you know, you guys have pressure uh, where. And so, you know, the idea of of uh, of work is I've got to continually prove myself. Right. When you get to my age. You're not proving yourself. It, well, if you are, you're trying to prove prove yourself to stay, so that people don't like start to marginalize. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. Right. There's a different kind of a you know. There's a different Pressure. kind of temptation there, but there's also along with this is I don't you know I I, I I you know it's more how do I find how do I cut corners how do I hmm. you know you feel a little tireder <laughs> you know you're like you know like I used to be able to do. When I was young and I was working in real estate, and some it's here, I could work twelve-hour days mm. on, and get five hours sleep for four or five days in a row. Mm. I'm gonna have to crash at some point, but I, I was good. Yeah. And one thing you realize over time is just that, you know even if you don't have kids involved, it's just you. I can't do that. Right. Like I recognize if I put in a twelve-hour day, I've got to look at my next day and I gotta think I don't want to be I don't be mailing it in for an appointment. Yeah. Of, you know, a counseling appointment. Right. Because I'm too tired. Yeah, right. And so I've got to balance my life more because I realize I don't have the energy I did. I, mm. You know, I mean, I've learned that. I don't think I would naturally sort of say, I'd always tell you, I got the energy. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> you know, but I know it. Yeah. So, uh, and guys like me, you're in this place, and I think particularly guys where there is a, there's more of a hard and fast retirement, where you start asking questions, what is my value apart from what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what is my value? Yeah. You know, you're in a sense that you're, you, young guys are in a sense where I've got to create value. I've right. got to prove my value. Yeah. And as an older guy, you're at a place where am I going to lose my value? Mm-hmm. All this value I've spent 40 years Build creating, it. Yeah. It's gonna, is it going to get flushed down? The, is it going to, you know, be like a bad Bitcoin day and it just yeah. goes boom, <laughs> uh, gone, yeah. you know? Yeah, and uh, so it's really interesting because that tension of connecting my, who I am to what I do, yeah, yep, is a powerful thing. Yes, yeah, and it's never, it's never like, and with ministry, it's never like, oh, let me turn off my like Christian hat. Yeah, you, you know, like <laughs> as a pastor, I'm just a Christian. I'm just a member of this church. Yeah, um, God's called to be an under shepherd. Yeah, and. Uh, but I, but I, I'm a member here. Like, yeah, like, you, yeah. you, like you know what I mean. So it's not like yeah. I'm switching like personalities or switch or like oh let me put on my pastor Torrance hat. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like no, it's like it's just it, what was that? I saw some kind of quote the other day. It's like 
if you find a if you find a job that you love, then it has the, the rest of the quote like you'll never work a day in your life, but it's got it crossed out. It's like yeah. you kind of are working all the time, <laughs> which, is, which is like which is much yeah. more accurate and yeah. much more true. Exactly, you're kind of always working all the time. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, no. I so, what that. are principles you've learned? What are some principles you've learned about how to how to maintain the balance? Yeah. Um, so it's or in, you're working. Yeah, but say, I would definitely say it's in progress. Um, the I think most helpful thing is the three three night rule. Mm-hmm. So I don't. If if I have a, a stretch of time where I'm out three nights in a row, yeah, that's not like a conference. And or, this is a ministry related thing. Just to interrupt. Oh, a sorry. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah. Because one of the things we recognize that for uh, for pastors, yeah, you you have nighttime yeah. things. Um, a lot of things we do that are part of our job, other people are going to voluntarily. Like yes, if we go yeah. to a meeting, right, right, right. They're going to it voluntarily on top of a job, right. part of our job. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. but it is important because it's work. Yes, it's not for uh, you know. Pe- I tell people, yeah, the downside of of being a pastor is when yeah. everything everything spiritual is connected to work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's hard to know. What isn't work? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's hard yes. to know what what's relational that's not work. Yes. What, you know, and so I, there's part. There are times where I feel like I'd love it if I just you know had my other job back and I could, I could go to a meeting and just be edified. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I could do, and just be taught. Yeah. As opposed to feeling like I've got to either teach or evaluate what's being taught. Yeah. So, you know, there's probably a whole conversation we can have about ministry itself, but. Mm-hmm. But uh, just in terms of your own practical thing, whether you're yeah. saying you have a three-night rule. Yeah, where if I, if I have something, uh, two nights is fine, three nights, we're going to typically do everything we can to get myself out of one of those meetings, yeah. if possible. Yeah. Uh, or at least have me not leading one of those meetings. And that yeah. kind of shifts if the kids can come to the meeting a little sure, bit. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, because the main thing is that... So I'm, is it three nights in a row? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, that's not what I was thinking. Oh, <laughs> you, do you read this thing in three nights in a, in a week well, in general? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, three nights in a row. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where we might this, have to start doing interventions. I would say this is where the intervention starts, guys. <laughs> this, is, this is where it's. it's not that you switch. can't. Right. Not that you can't. Yes. But as if it's a, you know, uh, I want to hear what you're saying about it. Yes, yes. So three night rule. If, uh, if it's three, three nights in a row, we don't. We don't do three nights in a row. So two, okay, yep. two is gotcha. where we're kind of like, okay, okay this yep. is where we're good, at. Good. Uh, if there's an opportunity Ooh, good, for the third night, we can, we typically can't do yeah. it unless it's a unique situation and yeah. we actually can't move certain things around. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, so but if I do have to break the three night rule, I'll shift my morning the next morning to where I'm with the kids a bit more. Yeah, uh, and then kind of sort of stack the work on the on the backside there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that's sure. one thing that's actually been really helpful because Good. before yeah. I would be like, like my first year or so here, there'd be sometimes where it was like three, four nights in a row, yeah. and I'm just like, well, that's like an entire week. Yeah, and, it is. It is. Um, yeah. And my my kids are very like, what I've recognized with the different ministry spheres I'm involved with, there are certain months, mm-hmm. there are certain times where like I'm gonna have a week stretch where it's gonna be insane, where it might not be nights all the time. Yeah. But there'll be times where like I'm like. It's like seven to seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not leisure, not coffee. Like it's like hard brain work. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm. We we have conversations with family around those times. Like, okay, daddy's got this weekend coming up, and there's these different kind of things. And so the next two weeks, um, 
you're just gonna have to work with me. Like we're gonna we're gonna work to have time. We're gonna get some kind of special, or we'll schedule a special time during that. Yeah. Uh, within those two weeks, uh, so they have something to look forward to. So like a couple of weeks ago, I was in one of those seasons, and sure. um, so me and Isaiah planned our final uh, late night. Yeah. So you know we'd have them go to sleep. And then I wake him up, we go downstairs, and we've made our way through the first uh, episodes four through six of Star Wars. So we just finished Return of the Jedi a few weeks ago. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, but like having something like that to look forward to really helps the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, Eleanor did a late night with Bethany, I think, I think it was last week. They just went out, went to Target, got some jewelry, got some ice cream, hung out for a little bit. Yeah. And um, so those kind of things help in busy seasons. Um, and also just realizing that like, it's just, it's, this is pretty sad to admit, like, that the church is fine without me. Mm-hmm. Like, that I, like, if I'm not doing things, yeah. it'll be okay. Yeah. Like, it's, this church has survived 35 years without JT. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's, re- it's really embarrassing to admit that this is like the struggle to, but it feels like, oh, but if I sure, do yeah. it, like, because, mm-hmm. you know, there is a type of ownership you have sure, over yeah. ministry yeah. spheres. Like, yeah. I want to do this the best that I can. Yeah. And I want to, I want to make sure yeah. that that it happens that way. Yeah. And uh, but it's like no, like releasing that, yeah. letting go of self sufficiency, and then seeing things work out without me is just like oh wow, yeah. like that's really great. It's an, I think it, you know if work in general, it's a distinctive aspect of being a, a believer, because I think if you're, if you're, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, you're not walking by the Spirit. Um, you're going to. If you really invest in something, you're you're going to feel a responsibility mm-hmm. uh, because you're living in human sovereignty. Mm. Whereas I think that that knowing Christ, being yeah. being in Christ, having a theology of God overall, means that I can be invested into something fully, yep. but still let God take. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I'm, and it actually I, works better most of the time. It works better, you, yeah. When you do that because you see people who can't let it go. They might yes. be, in, they might be in the medical field, right? They might be. I've seen guys who are who are programmers mm-hmm. who just can't. They, I got to solve this problem. I got to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. I gotta, so maybe, maybe not today. Yeah, you know, and they can't get out of it. So any profession is susceptible to. If I don't, nobody will. Right, right. And uh, and when you do that, you live with with a self sovereignty. Yeah, and. An, functional if not real unbelief yeah. um, that I'm so essential so I think that's really good one of the things I I experienced early in ministry I, I came in I was kind of probably about the same two years maybe a year, year in um, but uh, but things were piling up right yeah you know I was still in my lazy period of time so I was still things like that but but I was trying to I was trying to do the work. I'm doing yeah. the work, you know. Yes. And uh, but things were piling up, and 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 uh, and so I was sitting in my my office one time, and I was like, I need help. Yeah, I need yeah. help. And so I, I I just listed out a whole page of all the things that I had to do or, or was responsible for over the next whatever it was, two months, three months. Mm-hmm. And I went into my my supervisor, who was Joe McMillan at the time, and I and I I said Joe. I, you know, I just need help because yeah. I need I need to know how to how to manage this all this. W- when am I supposed to do all of this? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm in a I'm if I'm in a and I was just confessing. I feel like I'm in a season of time 
where I've just got too much on my plate yeah. and I need to know what I need to do about it. Yeah. And so he took the paper, like I, he took the paper and he looked at it and he just went in the trash and he said, we have no seasons here. Oh, snap. <laughs> Let's this go. is life. Yes, yeah, you know? yeah. And yeah. it was so true. Yep. yep. Was, I, need, I needed to hear that. I mean, he wasn't, mm. he was just kind of saying, listen, man, we, you can't live as if you'll get past a season. Right, right. Because life doesn't function that way. Right. And we had a great conversation about we have to understand that life isn't getting through seasons. And, and that's what I was doing. If mm -hmm. I can just get through this, yeah. things will be okay. Right, right, right. And what a fallacy that is. Yes. That, that somehow. <laughs> Just get past this, and things will be good. And then we'll slow down. No, that's yeah, because you're you're scheduling things in, and then you can't predict anything. Yeah, and it was creating this anxiety of oh, we're almost there. We're almost we're there. almost there. We're if I can just there. get through, we got and through March. Like yeah, I, I, and, there was yeah, yeah. And so he said, yeah. everything on there is appropriate to do. You just have to figure out how to balance your life with yeah. it. Yeah, you know, and that's a harder thing to do. But yeah. it you know, so that's one principle I've always held to. There is no such thing as a season of life. Now, yeah. you know, if 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 that's not a blanket statement. Right, right, right. But looking at life as if I've got all these things going on. First of all, who scheduled them? Yeah. You know, now you might have, I've got friends walking through trial or they've lost a job and mm -hmm. changes everything. But it's better to view it as this is life. God is not throwing you into something and trying to get you to swim to the other side of it. Mm -hmm. You know, so we can get back to normal. Right. Normal is COVID. COVID is not a season. Right. COVID is an experience. Yeah. That we're all having to figure out how to move on from. Yeah, so that's a big one for me. That's good. Give me, give me another one. Uh, another way that we're figuring this out. Yeah, that's um, how you wrestle through it. I think just uh, more intentional communication with my family. Yeah. So that they know. Yeah. Because I guess I guess I'll avoid seasons language, but there are certain times that are hot, like higher productivity, higher yeah. pressure. I guess if you want to use that word, mm -hmm. than others. Like June, like June is is a bit more lax. Yeah, I mean that's as I'm thinking about June. Be it's, very it's not. careful it's, what it's, you're it's, saying. No, right I'm now. thinking about it right now. Yes, it's Lord. Not. Yes, it's Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but there's you know there's certain I never used that. there's there's certain months that aren't. <laughs> it may like, be bad theology, but I'm like no, I'm not going to say it's lax. <laughs> <laughs> there's you know um, communicating my schedule with my wife of when I, when I'm actually going to be done with work yeah. on each day yeah. because um, one that keeps me to a, that certain time yeah. Yeah. Um, so like if I start at like 6.30 or 7 it's yeah. like I should I need to be done by like 3 or 3.30 yeah. like I need to be pulling back and being with my family at that time Yeah. and uh, if I type that out so I, I print out my schedule each Tuesday okay, morning wow. yeah. um, so I do Tuesday through Sunday yeah. and um, the, that way we're all aware of the night meetings uh, that way we're all aware of of when I'm going to be home or if I'm working from home that day, what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And uh, we stick that on the fridge. And that that was actually, Marty told me to start doing that. Oh, good. And it was, yeah. that changed so much. Yeah. It's like, oh, I know when I'm trying to be done. It's not like kind of like, uh, hey, yeah. I'm here. Oh, you guys are, you guys are in Target. Yeah. Or you guys are, you guys are 30 minutes away. I, yeah. I could either still be working or this time is no longer like what I, what I was hoping it was going to be. So it helps with expectations. Yeah. And it's it's really been helpful, and um, it's it's very obvious the weeks that I don't do it. So sure. I'm, I'm yeah. going on vacation next week, 
and I did not do it this week. Yeah. And me and Bethany have had a lot of like text messages like, oh my gosh, hey, this thing's yeah, happening, yeah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's just like, man, this used to be every week. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm so glad we don't yeah. live like yeah. that anymore. Yeah. But that's been huge. I think that's actually been the most helpful thing. Because yeah. it makes me be intentional with my time and my schedule. Yeah. Um, it makes me, uh, it's kind of like a, a short commitment. Like I am committing to be done by work by yeah. 4.30 on this yeah. day. Yeah. To be home with my family yeah. and, to, and to enjoy them. So that's been huge. That's good. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've learned the value of, of planning. And again, I'm not the kind of guy. I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm not like the, 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 the schedule guy. Yeah. Um, but I've learned because I'm not the schedule guy, I need a schedule. Mm-hmm. And I need to be, uh, <laughs> yes. and, I, and I've taught myself to value it mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, it's, you know that's, I'm all, that's my, my go-to at home. What yeah. we got tomorrow? What are we doing tomorrow? Um, and one of the things I do is I schedule in rest. Mm-hmm. It goes into my, my calendar. Yeah. As, and so I might look and I might say, so every night in my calendar is full. Yeah. But some is full with rest. With rest. And one of the things I've, I've, I've tried to commit myself to is say, no, if I'm really living in a, in a, in a biblically oriented life, I might need to put some. I might need to remove that rest to put something in it. Hmm. But I'm making a decision. I'm not just leaving open times hmm. so that pressure fills my my life. So so that's interesting. Yeah, if you look at it this week, you'd look at it and say, okay, I'm, you know, this is a busy week for us, and so so I've got uh, you know, you'll see in red, you'll see church stuff, and there'll be three or four nights, and then tomorrow night is blue. That's yeah. a that's my that's a that's personal. Something might come up. Hey, listen, can we talk tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or can we get together? Or emergency? No right. problem. Right. But I don't just sort of say, oh, yeah, that night's open. Mm-hmm. There are o- no open nights for me. Interesting. Every night's accounted for with something. That is interesting. And that way I can decide, am I going am I going to fill my schedule up inordinately or yeah. not? So that's one thing I've learned. That's really good. Man, and that goes against... Uh, a lot of our natural mindset. So I sure like, especially like as a wrestler, it's just like, I mean, we're all messed up in the head anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, let's just grind, go as hard as we can. Yeah. And if we just try hard enough, eventually things will work our way. Yeah. We'll work their way. And it's just like, no, like sometimes you really just need to not do anything yeah. and plan for that. Yeah. But wrestling matches are like six minutes long told, right? Yeah, they are. Like so, six minutes of wait, I, hold I on, wait there so, is, there so you is don't a, run your life on something that only takes six minutes. <laughs> well, it's it's all the preparation for those six <laughs> okay. minutes, yeah. Andy. First of all, I and second you. of all, you. and third of all, I got you. And uh, you know, there's that. I just watched this clip for The Office where Robert California, you know, not yeah. anyone's favorite character, but uh, he, he, Dwight walks into the uh, his the guy's apartment, or whatever, and he's dressed in full wrestling garb. Yeah. And he's wrestling, and he goes, "One nine-minute match is the same is the same as scaling like Mount Everest or something like that." He's like, "So I could go to the gym four times a week, or I could wrestle him for an hour once a month." So that's so that that's what that yeah. is. That's what that is. But okay, let's start landing the plane here. Um, yeah. And uh, and maybe just sort of one more thing, if. Folks are out there and they're wrestling with, with what, uh, how, how to, how to, how to understand this, how to deal with it. One thing you'd recommend? Yeah, I, <laughs> I would recommend. Okay, uh, two things. I would recommend one. Really 
take some time to figure out what type of leisure restores your soul. Yeah, that's good. Scrolling through social media, yeah, 98% of the time is not going to no. restore your soul. It's no. not restful, it's mindless, and it's quick, and it's convenient because it's on your phone. Yeah. Oftentimes, and, and, like, and I'm not just saying like just media in general. Like oftentimes, it's like, no, I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to choose this intentional show to watch that makes me laugh, and that yeah. will restore your soul a bit more. And not watch it on your phone. And not watch it on your phone. Or it's going to be, I'm actually going to get up and take a walk. Yeah. And that's going to restore your soul more. Yeah. Or I'm going to uh, read this book, read this, this fiction book that's been on my yeah. shelf for a while that I yeah. really enjoy every time I pick up. Hashtag a man called Ove. I will finish it at some point. I love the book so much. Okay. Um, I'll read it then. Yeah, it's, it's great. I haven't finished it because uh, I keep, because I, I, I don't do this. Because <laughs> I, I don't do what I'm describing yeah. right now. Yeah. But being intentional with what refreshes you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, having something that you can get to go to. Yeah. That kind of pulls you out of your routines. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, for me, I think uh, I think having some Sabbath principle. Mm-hmm. I'm not a I'm not a literal when it comes to that. Like, yeah, I watch football, yeah. you know, in the fall and, and you know, and Sunday <laughs> afternoons, um, violating every Sabbath principle I've ever been told. Uh, <laughs> but I think that, and I think anybody can do this. Uh, to me, the Sabbath, the basic Sabbath principle is I'm interrupting the weekly rhythm mm-hmm. with a rest rhythm. Yeah. So what is your rest rhythm? If you don't have an, a rest rhythm, if you're, you know, if you if you work in, if you're a programmer or you you uh, you write code or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and your day off, you're writing your personal code. You know, for your own projects, whatever. I mean, that may be something you enjoy, mm-hmm. but I would say get out of that, get yeah. out of that screen mentality yeah. into something else. Um, you know, if you're doing, uh, if you know, I think having that kind of sense of what I what I do with my my sab- sabbatical time, um, my Sabbath time, is distinctly different than what I do with my other time mm-hmm. um, in terms of the rhythm. Because I know what rest looks like. Yeah. Rest looks like I'm no longer running at the same pace that I was all week. Yeah. So, so that's one thing I would recommend, and I think people can do that. I think a mom can do that. You know, now again, I think if, 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 if I'm talking to a couple with young kids, I would, I would encourage dads to help moms find that rest moment yeah. in either their day or sometime on their weekend. Where, okay, whatever you want to do, you want to go out, you want to chill, whatever. The goal is to get you out of the, 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 the routine into yeah. a sense of rest. That's good. So, yeah. Can I end with uh, the first couple of verses, Psalm 127? Yeah. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And this is it. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep. Amen. Amen. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you.